everyone my name is yashna and i'm kalpana welcome to the worth of our opinion podcast we are indian postgrads in psychology one among those that actually can't read your mind we share our experiences and conflicts of the world the other and the self now our content is not limited to the field that we're studying we value listening with the intention to understand and on this podcast we share perspectives in a real meaningful and simple way but before we begin a little disclaimer We are going to be talking about so many topics on this podcast and when we're talking about them when we're in that zone of flow we may not be aware of the generalizations we may be making at that moment we believe that there are exceptions that exist for everything and we would like to take full responsibility for all that we share and speak about All right hi everyone we're back again with another book review <laughs> <laughs> This is the third one. Hope you're still interested. <laughs> and hopefully you're enjoying this and are benefiting from this. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, the book review for today is Tuesdays with Maury, written by Mitch Albom. Now, I remember Yashna for ages altogether. She was like, listen, you got to read this book, girl. You got to read this book, girl. And I was like, yeah, girl, I'm going to read it. And then I never read it. Finally. I remember, I remember giving you this book. Oh my God. And you had it for like, I think eight months or something. And then I had to come back to your place and take it back from you. Dude. Oh my God. Yeah. You gave me this book and I chose to read that Sydney Sheldon book again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I, that, that Sydney Sheldon book was good. No doubt about that. Yeah. But I really wish yeah. I, had read this i don't know but everything happens for a reason <laughs> so okay so just to put it all in brief this is a memoir by the american author mitch album about a series of visits he made to his former sociology professor who was maury schwartz as mentioned in the blurb as he gradually dies of als now the professor is the one that has this disease and um so als is essentially amyotrophic lateral sclerosis It is a progressive nervous system disease that affects nerve cells in the brain and spinal cord causing loss of muscle control. Doctors usually don't know why ALS occurs, quite reassuring. <laughs> Some cases are inherited. Now, ALS often begins with muscle twitching and weakness in a limb or slurred speech, and eventually this disease controls muscles i mean it affects the controls of the muscles that are needed to move and speak eat and breathe and sadly there is no cure for this fatal disease so it already sounds a little <laughs> heavy for me but i'm so so excited as to what you have in store to share for with us like what your insights were from the book yashna and yeah i i'm really curious to know what this book is about since you've been raving about it for so long <laughs> Go on. <laughs> okay. So, um starting off, I would like to say that this book is one of my favorite books ever. Kalpana has already said this, but I would <laughs> like to start with that. But um it is a book which is based on the perspective of a dying person and the perspective he has on life. Also, I feel like I've read this book like 3 times. and each time i've read this book i had a different experience mm. and it also depends on how you are and who you are and what you are in that particular phase of your life right. and each time there was something some other chapter that stuck out to me mm. and more than the others and it was because of how i was feeling in that moment right 
and uh, that's something that i will always cherish about this book like kalpana mentioned mitch album is a very very um successful sports columnist in this book i mean he's i think he's a columnist in real life also <laughs> but he he goes back to seeing his uh, sociology professor mori schwartz there are a lot of places where they go a little bit in the past and they talk about how it was back then and how it is now and uh, when he was in the university and when he was taking his mori's classes the the relationship that they shared was so pure and it was it was amazing mm-hmm. it it was quite shocking to see that you know such a professor would care so much for their student that was clearly depicted in this uh, book and then like after graduation he lost touch with his professor and i think after like i think after 20 years or something after 10 20 years he went back to him and that's when the this book started and uh, that's when they started you know they decided to meet every tuesday and they called themselves the tuesday people because <laughs> their classes were also on tuesdays even now when they went like when this book was written they used to meet every tuesday and they used to talk about you know life mm. in general and uh, about living and dying they spoke about so many topics and i'm just going to list them out very quickly they spoke about the world they spoke about how people feel sorry for themselves mm. they spoke about regrets they spoke about death they spoke about family emotions fear of aging money how love goes mm. on marriage culture forgiveness and like they spoke about the perfect day and then they spoke about in the end the last chapter ends with saying goodbye mm. to the professor so um the book like essentially starts off with um us learning that the professor has als you know the person is imprisoned in their own body like the soul is alive but they by the end of it they're probably not only going to be able to blink or something mm. and uh, so it's a very disheartening disease and when mori found out about this he said that shouldn't the world stop don't they know what happened to me you know and that's something that i always think about wouldn't they be feeling that you know like even even if it's something small something small that happens to us don't we think that it's so important and so significant and don't we think that the world should stop mm. you know just for a second just to listen to us just acknowledge what we are going through to hear. and that's yeah that's that's one sentence that i like that's something that i really like and um, he also spoke about you know what he wants to do now that he's you know found out about this illness he spoke he speaks about do i disappear or do i make the best of the time that's left and that's when he decided that he wants to make death his final project and uh, he he also states that study me in my slow and patient demise watch what happens to me learn with me his main intention was to prove that the word dying does is not synonymous to being useless 
mm. and uh, that's how it starts off so again like i said he speaks about a lot of topics and he asks a lot of questions and uh, i think the first thing that i would like to start with is acceptance because that's how the book goes accepting his own death i'm i'm quoting from the book um accept what you are able to do and what you are not able to do accept the past as past without denying it or discarding it learn to forgive yourself and to forgive others don't assume it's it's too late to get involved and he speaks about acceptance in this manner he says that you know dying is the only thing that you need to be sad about and he also spoke so when he spoke about acceptance of death he spoke about an observation that uh, mitch made mm. and he spoke about how mori accepted death and he had he completely lacked self pity and okay so this is something that was interesting and he spoke about silence of human relations why are we so embarrassed by silence mm. and what comfort do we find in noise right this is something that i'm going oh to uh, pitch to you kalpana what do you think about this this was i'm like i can't explain how um, you know striking the sentence was for me um i think internally why we're so scared of being silent is because we have so much noise inside that to to tell ourselves that okay i'm going to just be quiet in my head and quiet in general and just absorb silence it's quite intimidating because we have so much noise in our head that we don't want to handle or that is scary does this make any sense yeah it makes sense it makes sense and interpersonally um i think it's because to to i don't know this is a random thought but to keep ourselves engaged with people and to keep that attachment with people we think that we constantly need to be engaging in conversation to facilitate that connection with people whereas it doesn't always need that in fact the lesser we talk and the more we have a love filled silence maybe that goes a longer way that's what i think yeah I agree and that's why we find comfort in noise because it it helps us not think about what we actually want to be thinking about or should be thinking mm. about for that matter. So okay so the next point that he spoke about was uh, communication and I'm not going in any particular order I'm just going yeah. in in the order that I like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yashna making the rules. So he's <laughs> yeah so he spoke about communication okay this is something that i am quoting from the book he said that he failed to understand why two sides didn't simply communicate with each other and solve their problems there is so much that we can solve just by communicating with each other and that too honest communication not like uh, putting each other down or you know actually listening to what their problems are empathetically or actively listening and being involved in that conversation and you saying your piece and letting them say their mm. piece i feel like so much can be solved and this is one a key point that i wanted to bring about when we're talking about this book and when we're when yashna yeah. is saying it doesn't it shouldn't be violent it shouldn't be accusing people it shouldn't be blaming neither should it be diplomatic it shouldn't be polite yeah, you know because honesty yeah. isn't always nice it should be raw yeah, and vulnerable yeah so that's just something i just wanted to pitch in <laughs> go on go on yeah. so um the next point was that i wanted to talk about was about family 
in the book he spoke about family and he spoke about how there is no other foundation or no other secure ground upon which people will stand today if it wasn't for family he spoke about how how nothing is more irreplaceable than having someone that's not going to ever leave yeah. and that's family that's what it gives you that secure attachment that grounding that that place that you can always bounce back off it's it's not the same no one can ever give you what your family can give you i feel like and it's not the same as having someone who you know has an eye on you is watching you the whole time and he spoke about it in terms of when he was dying and when he is dying in the process uh, how his wife would always you know take care of him give him medicines be there for him help him get up uh you know bathe him shave him and things like that no one else would do mm. that you know and it also there is an element of love there's all uh, of course there's an element of love but it's love plus family mm. that bring, that gives you this uh security and that gives you this secure foundation mm. as he said um i when i when you say this i'm just thinking of um the people who don't feel as secure in their relationships with their family and i'm just reminded of how how important how important it is that there's so much of love in a family like that and imagine yeah. if you don't feel like you matter because of the kind of relationships you have with your parents i'm just i'm just i'm, I'm just thinking about that and yeah and that's quite heavy to actually experience yeah that's a brilliant point like yeah that's yeah that's something that we can think yeah. about and uh, adding on to family he also spoke a little bit about mm. children and he said that um, if you want to experience having complete responsibility for another human being and to learn how to love and bond in the deepest way then you should have children mm. you know if you can't take that responsibility of having a child then you shouldn't you know take up that responsibility and go in for a yeah. child if it's that's that's something that i strongly stand on and agree like if you aren't also adding on to that if you are unwill if you're not willing to accept your child for some conditions knowing that that's probably not in their control then don't mm. don't have a kid because we don't know like i mean i'm not a parent or anything i'm in my 20s <laughs> but we don't know yeah. we don't have like we, when we start thinking that we have control over what another person wants to be in their life or what they want out of their life and how they want to live mm. in their bodies that's the moment we lose the essence of unconditional love that everyone talks about go on go on yeah the next point that i wanted to talk about was envy and he said that how do you keep from envying mm. you know like like it is to accept who you are and revel in that you have to find what's good true and beautiful in your life as it is now looking back makes you competitive and age is not a competitive issue mm. and that's something that i want to bring in because here specifically on envying going back to mori's point it is important to accept who you are yeah. and you know it is also important to understand that even your life is you know good beautiful you know as it is just one sentence is that um 
one thing that Superwoman said that always stuck to me, Lily Singh, by the I, I mean, yeah, she was like, no one can live your life the way you do. And that no one can do something the way you do. And that's where you find the element of uniqueness in your life. Correct. So I just want to leave it at that. Yeah, I agree. And so the next point that I want to speak about is detachment. Okay. And here he speaks about how we should learn how to detach and how we should learn how to not be too clingy with things. And so he's I'm mm. quoting what he said he said that detachment doesn't mean that you don't let the experience penetrate you on the contrary you let it penetrate you fully and that's how you're able to leave it otherwise you're you're too busy being afraid of the pain and grief and vulnerability how does this land on you does he mean that if you are going to be if you are attached to something right say a moment allow it to completely consume you so that it leaves so that you can finally leave it all right so it's about like taking it in absorbing there and being there to just experience every single nuance of that moment so that you don't feel that attached to it to a point where you reach saturation is that it yeah (laughs) yeah i think this is where he spoke about how he lets himself cry in the morning when he's feeling sad and you know and then he's done with that emotion mm. and he's done and he won't let it control it anymore and it's then like experiencing it fully and then just throwing it back in the bucket and yeah. being like yeah i'm done <laughs> mm. oh this is a very interesting i mean i say this a lot i know but- <laughs> this is what i did for fight with fat you guys yeah, every single point mean. was interesting so i was like oh this point is interesting that point is interesting go yeah, on but truly like <laughs> exactly. i don't think this book is such a book that if you are going to look at it very objectively you're not going to enjoy this book at all yeah if you look at it emotionally and if you look at it and i don't i hope that you haven't gone through things like this but if you have experienced death or if you have experienced you know envy detachment or you're tr- learning how to live or things like that if you're going to include the emotional component i feel like that, that only then will you enjoy this book otherwise i don't think you can fully absorb what he's trying to say and yes the author kind of you know uh, misses out on explaining what the context is but um i feel like if you ignore all those you know things that are missing in the book you can actually observe what's in the book in the first place yeah also just to know you said if you have experienced death so i was like wait then how are they going to listen to the podcast episode <laughs> oh yeah <okay>. i <laughs> meant death of someone else in your family or your friends or, yeah, or something yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. bereavement of sorts <laughs> okay so this is this is one point that i wanted to bring forth he says this that um i am every age up to my own and this is this goes back to the envy point i'll explain how that works but i am every age up to my own that is now we're 22 years old okay but we know what it is to be a 7 year old we know mm. what it is to be a 11 year old we know what it is to be a 15 year old and we know what it is to be a 19 year old yeah. and 20 21 22 whatever you so, get the point <laughs> yeah we get the point but you are every age up to now 
Hmm. And this is this is why I said it's you know related to the point that I brought out brought forth before the envy point where he says that how can I be so envious about someone who's thirty five because hmm. I've been there I've I've experienced what it is to be thirty five I'm happy that I'm sixty plus now why would I be envious of someone who is younger to me. Hmm. you know and i think this was where uh, mitch album asked him whether he feels envious of all the people who can walk all the people who are uh, healthy and all the people who are younger and i think that's where he spoke about this and it was a very interesting way to look at life that mm. you are every uh, age up to your own mm. the next point that i want to bring forth was about marriage he spoke about how people don't really understand or know what they want in a partner mm. they don't know who they are themselves so how can they know the person they are marrying and he also speaks about how they too selfish to take part in a real loving relationship or they rush into marriage and then 6 mm. months later they get divorced you know he says that if you don't respect the other person if you don't know how to compromise uh, if you can't talk openly about what goes on between you two and if you don't have a common set of values in life you're going to have a lot of trouble in marriage there's a small sentence where they speak about mori's relationship with his uh, wife the author says that they don't need more than a private glance to understand what the other person was thinking and mm. that's how connected they were in the relationship and that was a beautiful sentence and i agree i personally hold marriage very sacred mm. and i feel like the biggest reason why marriages work is that you believe in the importance of marriage in the first place and That was a beautiful sentence. Your belief in the importance of marriage is important. Uh the next point is uh giving others and he spoke about how important it is to be passionate exactly. and take responsibility for each other. He said that devote yourself to loving others. Devote yourself to your community around you and devote yourself to creating something that gives you purpose and meaning. you know giving back to the community giving back to the society that you're born in giving back to the people that you know in your life and um, the last thing that i want to talk about today was death you know now that he is dying and now that he's experiencing what it is to you know die and he spoke about uh, there is no point in keeping vengeance or stubbornness mm. he said that he regrets pride and vanity i also always think about people who are dead and like what what is that one factor that you know makes you remember that person who is dead and that's something you know people say that i want to leave a legacy behind when i die and i want to be known even after i die uh, and i want to be remembered after i die so what do you think is that one thing people are going to remember you for after your death after your death or you hope that people remember you for this after your death i don't know i think um with the death of my grandma that happened recently like i think that that whole thing of us wanting to know that we create a legacy and that we're remembered after we die is just 
is is just a part of you know the temporariness of our being because the harsh reality that i see right just i mean i know this is just one scenario but we don't really remember we have to move on with our lives eventually how i want to live my life say for example if i would die is just living it for me and making sure that i personally feel a sense of closure before i leave and me knowing i matter and that i will be remembered right is it just comes from me wanting to know that i bring value to people which will all disappear after i die so i think that those are my thoughts i don't have any you know opinions because those are my what i think at the moment but but i've thought about this for a while and it's it's always been that me wanting to leave a legacy is just my ego talking and that's not a bad thing but it's just very temporary so that i don't know that's just <laughs> i don't even know if this made sense <laughs> yeah i don't know personally i have always been someone who believes that if i truly matter to, to someone i am going to be remembered through them you know and that's uh, okay so I'll, i'm going to state what's in the book and he says that as long as we love each other and um, remember the feeling of love we had we can mm-hmm. die without ever really going away all the love that you created is still there all the memories are still there you live on in the hearts of everyone you've touched and nurtured while you were here and death ends life not a relationship and yeah and he also says that yeah. love is when you are concerned about someone else's situation as as you are yes. about your own imagine loving someone as much as you love yourself and vice versa you know how much you love that person is how much you should love yourself as well in in a very idealistic yeah. world it should be equal but um, each to their own but i feel like that's a brilliant thought to end with and i wanted to say that like maybe i'm mm-hmm. very idealistic in my life but i do believe that true love exists and i do believe that if you love someone truly you are going to be happy and you are going to be self fulfilled if that makes sense more than you know yes we all have our moments of envy we all have our moments of jealousy hatred anger but all that is temporary what is long lasting is love what do you think about that when you say that i'm just reminded of why is it that you know we like true love is that which where we love someone as much as we love ourselves And yes it's a, it's a very complex statement a lot of people can have endless debates on that you know but but why why it's so f- fulfilling that way is because we don't give something to other people to give to them like when we give something to yeah. someone right we do it because it brings us you know we do it out of the joy we get from sharing our gratitude sharing our love with that person Does this make sense? Like by by giving to you, I'm giving to myself because expressing and sharing this love I have for you, it it enriches my life. So, 
if that is complete. one thought I have. I thoroughly loved this. I think this is so pleasant to just listen to and pleasant to just digest. And, you know, you were right. It is put very simply. And if you were to go through this in a practical way, you wouldn't find that much meaning and in-depth into it. But these statements that everyone knows, right, the way they're worded hits very differently. And I... Yeah. I and like I said, when, when we started this podcast episode, like every time I read it, I had a different exactly. experience because of who I was when I was reading yeah. it. And that time, say maybe envy hit harder than it should have now death is hitting harder because of the position yeah. that i'm in and it, it's about what you're feeling that also matters when you read something and that's why i feel like it's important to go back and reread things i mean yeah you shouldn't get hung up on the past but something like a book or something like a tv show or something like a movie it gives you i truly believe that it gives you a different experience every time every mm-hmm. time so another takeaway to close with is to like yashna said if yeah. you found something in your life a movie a song or a book that you didn't really get Go back and revisit it. Yeah, I think we should end yeah. with this. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you all for joining us today. We would love to hear your thoughts and opinions on today's episode. And since we're also new at this, we welcome feedback and constructive criticism. Please feel free to email us at theworthofouropinion at gmail.com. And since Yashna always tells me to spell it out, it's T-H-E-W-O-R-T-H-O-F-O-U-R-O-P-I-N-I-O-N at gmail.com. If you have any questions or ideas that you would like us to answer or cover in the next episode, or if you have book recommendations that you would love for us to check out, do send us an email about that as well. We post podcasts on the 10th, 20th, and 30th of every month, so we'll see you then. Bye! Bye!